What's up, guys? I'm Sean Lights Out Merriman, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. Thanks for listening. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. I don't right, know. So squeezy, squeezy. A squirty cream. Squirty cream, okay. The Chargers didn't play last week. I don't know what you're talking about. It's, it just matches a very inconsistent season. Good day and welcome to the final show of 2021. It's your Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, John Walls Jr. And today I'm delighted to be joined by three of my superb co-hosts. I'm going to start off with a man that we've missed for the last few weeks. He's not been well down there, at, uh, directly below me, Mr. Dan King. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad now. How are you doing, John? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. I had a good Christmas. Um, bit of a blemish over the holidays. Charges lost. We'll get on to that. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll have a plenty of debate about how we uh, how we fix things and move forward. Uh, moving across there, he's got his woolly hat on, but I've got a funny feeling it's 20 odd degrees over in LA. How's it going, John? Oh, it's uh, it's it's pretty cold over here for us here on the West Coast in the Southwest. It's uh. It's uh, something around 13 Celsius today. So. Just a 13. Actually, yeah, it's quite warm 13. in the UK, it's, to be fair. <laughs> it's, it's, that's why I've got my jacket. I've got my hat, you know. And it is starting to warm up a little bit more, but it's rainy, it's wet, it's cold. Um, so, you know, the good news is for the game this weekend, I think it's supposed to be up to 16 Celsius um, and sunny. So it'll be a nice game when I'm there. I, I can hopefully not have to wear so much clothing at the game because I do I do, I do, do get pretty, pretty riled up and get pretty hot, so. Well, at least you're wearing Chargers gear. So me and you, John, have sported some new Chargers gear. Um, unlike the man above you, who, again, another $10 in the pot. I think you're up to about $250 now for the Red Cross <laughs> How's it going? Do you know what? Every, every, every episode, I think, oh, I, I walk past my wardrobe and I think, oh, I'll just stick on the jersey and the hat. And then I remember I'm going to get grief off you. And I'll be like, yeah, he'll hate it. So no, no Chargers gear yet. Again, just to wind wind you up but it's new year's eve you know it's a party you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm chilled i've got me pistachios i've got me cool whip what more do you need cool whip <laughs> explain to everybody in the in the states what that is please i don't right cool so squeezy squeeze squirty cream squirty cream okay oh you, you're oh. you're an absolute animal for those of you not listening uh, to this on the organic MP3, John's just changed into his yellow cap and his new 33 jersey. <laughs> In the military, we used to call this quick change parades. Yeah, there's there's somebody else with a 33 on. There might be another 33 uh, jersey appear later on in the show as well. So without further ado, let's get into some... Uh, in fact, before we before we go on, how was everyone's Christmas? Dan? Plenty of turkey, plenty of beer. Plenty of turkey, uh, absolutely zero alcohol. Um, what? Yeah, I just wasn't feeling it. Uh, we were stuck, just the three of us, in this flat, so it didn't didn't need didn't feel the call for alcohol to drown out any family issues because there was just the three of us here. <laughs> what did you get up to, John? Barbecue. Um, actually, we did uh, we did slow cook a, a pork butt, but that's only because there's a lot of moving around on the holidays, and it's you know we get a little bit of food here, a little bit of food there, and then we end up coming home. We're like, well, I don't feel like cooking, and I don't feel like you know messaging out for someone to deliver. So we've uh, started a new tradition where we slow cook a 
a pork butt and then we eat it over the next four days so that we don't ever have to cook we just have food all around so uh but yeah it was good holidays uh obviously got my new derwin james jersey from the wife i appreciate that um had i've had for a little while but you know just got you know just floss in the south you know that's how we do mr bermudez i understand you had a bit of trouble with a spade it was goddamn anyway. awful. I'm just glad Christmas is over. It can sod off and we can forget about it. I'm looking forward to 22. Um, Ooh, yeah, my cat got run over Christmas Eve. Oh. I, I, I spent Christmas Day with a shovel, hiding it, hiding my cat in a carrier bag from the kids and burying it in the garden. Sorry so, to uh, hear that. But, you know, on the flip side, you know, it was the first Christmas in my life. I didn't have a mother or a mother-in-law around. So that was a win. <laughs> <laughs> always a win. Always a win. So it sounds like we had a bit of a mixed bag, unlike the uh, Chargers who got absolutely embarrassed in Houston. We all expected the Bolts to go into uh, the Texans' uh, backyard, uh, come away with a victory. It wasn't to be. Heading into that game, Houston will last in a number of um, categories in the NFL, including offensive DVOA, EPA rush, uh, rushing DVOA, yards per play, yards per game. What happened? We gave up a ton of yardage on the ground. Once again, we couldn't stop the run. Uh, unfortunately, Herbert threw uh, a pick six. We turned the ball over three times. We never really got going. Um, and it was absolutely awful. Dan, come on. What's your takeaways from this Houston game? The Chargers didn't play last week. I don't know what you're talking about. There might have been a game, um, but the Chargers definitely didn't play. Um what the the one thing that stood out to me was the amount of just this the the ineptitude that appeared to be there on defense um like you can look at someone like Nasser Adley who I thought it just seemingly was just there for every play but doing nothing or Chris Harris who Chris Harris Jr has played uh what was it 53 snaps on defense yeah 53 snaps on defense zero tackles um great game Great game from that cornerback. Um, yet we gave up 250 yards in the air to Davis Mills. Like I, I just, I, I don't get it. But I, I'm maintaining the belief that the Chargers didn't play last weekend. There was a game, the Chargers weren't there. That, that's Hopefully a good we point. We see the Chargers again next week or this coming week. Before I come on to my irritations, um, those of you now watching will notice that John and I are our new uh, Royal Blue Derwin James jerseys. What upsets me the most about this Christmas present, I am 0-1 in this jersey. That needs to change very quickly. Otherwise, I'm going to have to retire it. I'm superstitious. If we don't win on Sunday while I'm wearing this, I cannot wear this jersey again. It doesn't during, count because James didn't play. Okay. Because it wasn't an that. emergency. <laughs> Bez, I watched that film. There was plenty of emergencies out there. Was there was Bez? Come on, what, what's your what's your thoughts on? I'm, I'm going to bail. I'm going to bail the boys out. Um, it was diabolical, but we know that this is the first year of the Staley Revolution. We know he's changing things up. He's getting his his guys, and we have a really good team, but not a lot of depth. And in the midst of the COVID crisis, with half the team out. There's no st there's no stability of personnel. There's different lineups, different secondaries, different guys available, not available. It's it just matches a very inconsistent season. The AFC, it's not just us. The entire AFC is the same. What you're seeing is teams win, teams lose, teams dominate for a period, teams coming up short. The Patriots surged ahead into rank one. Now they're dropping behind and in the hunt. 
You know, so I think we need to give a little bit of leeway to the team and understand that some big players have been out, limited chances to practice, not knowing who's going to be available on the field on on any given Sunday. We we flew over to Houston and we we served up some dog egg. It was horrific. But I just think given the circumstances of this season in particular, the Chargers and almost all teams are going to do that at some point, depending on who's on the field. Let's not be dramatic. Now you're well, going to now you're going to undermine well, well, no, everything. Because, no, no, because you've let the team off like that. And, and I listened to one of the uh, um, the the NFL podcasts the other day. I thought, you know, what, I'm just going to have a listen to what they're saying. And they let the charges off as well. I've got a funny feeling, Mister Ayers is not going to let the charges off so lightly. I think um, I think it's a good idea for us to sit back and relax and find a little calm. And then throw our hats. That was awful. Are you kidding me? I mean, come on. This is just, I just, I can't even right now. See, I don't know if you notice I'm doing a lot of changes because that's how I feel about this team right now. I have no idea who's showing up every week. It's like they change. It's like they figure one thing out and they lose the other. It is awful. The tackling on defense was awful. The, 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 just the communication on defense, the, the fill in the gaps. I'll, Rex Burkhead is the quintessential emergency running back who's third on your depth chart. And you're like, well, we got to play somebody at running back. Throw Rex out there, right? He tries hard. He knows the plays. He can block. Let him have a few yards out there. He had like 175 yards or something like that. He had a career day in yardage against us. That is ridiculous. They averaged about 77 rushing yards a game. A game they averaged that. They had over 80 yards in the first half alone rushing. It is. And don't get me started on Davis Mills. I'm sorry. I mean, they were playing for some reason. Apparently, they had so little faith in the safeties and in their cornerbacks that they were playing off the entire time. And Mills was just like, uh, I mean, honestly, he looks – some of the throws that he – like some of the stops in the beginning of the game were purely because of either penalties on them or because Davis Mills missed an open guy, not because the defense got the stop. It was atrocious. I mean, honestly, some of those throws that he missed, I think he was just like, I'm sorry, you're going to give me something this wide open? Really? And I think he just confused himself. It was so easy for him. We've got no pressures on him all day long. Like, I – I – there is nothing in my mind that's more important than re- retooling this defense, okay? You know, we came into the season knowing that the defense, you know, they played well last year. They're not as star-studded as the offense is, and we knew they had depth issues, but we thought they could do better than this. This is pathetic. This is really, really bad. And you want to tell me all day long, oh, well, injuries, and they're missing guys. I'm, like, I'm sorry. Everybody in the NFL is missing guys. Every defense in the NFL, the the Texans who have a worse defense, were missing more guys, more starters than the Chargers. And the Texans defense looked way better and more competent than the Chargers defense. That was an embarrassment. I just, I cannot even, like, it's so bad. I mean, we need interior defensive line. We need another defensive edge rusher who can actually get pressure in case Joey Bosa goes out. Because guess what? Joey Bosa is going to miss a couple games a year. It's just going to happen. COVID or injury, regardless. He's just, I mean, defensive end is a hard position. Most defensive ends don't play every every game because they get beat up. They get double teamed. They get low blocked. It just happens, okay? You need to be ready and able to get pressure if Joey Bosa goes down for a game or two with injury. We are not capable of, of getting any kind of pressure without Joey Bosa on there. So we need an edge rusher. We need interior defensive line. We need another linebacker because it turns out the Kenneth Murray experiment is over. He is not getting it. I'm sorry. He's just not. He's a good player. He's an athletic freak, and that's great. He does not have the instincts. He does not have the vision. He does not have it. He doesn't have the skill to play defensive end. 
I mean, he was getting bullied on the end there all day long. So we need another linebacker. We need more cornerbacks because guess what? Asante Samuel Jr., okay, he's pretty good. Michael Davis, uh, he's had an okay year, but not definitely it's definitely not a step up from last year at all. And then Chris Harris Jr. is completely washed. And then behind him, Deontay Harris, Tavon Campbell, they're all garbage. I'm sorry. They're all practice squad, backup guys. You need them in a pinch, fine. You need them as starters, horrible, right? It's just this whole defense needs a facelift. And Telesto's got the money, and he's got the picks. He better figure this out because if he wastes another uh, first-round pick on an offensive player, right tackle might be the only position where I'm like, okay, fine. But other than that, is there any other offensive player um, that they spend big money on or, or a high pick on, I'm going to riot, okay? Because this defense needs to be retooled. They need depth. They need to be good because this team is not a championship team. This team is barely even a playoff team without the depth that they need. This team so- is not good. Good teams play their best football at the end of the season. The Chargers are playing their worst football at the end of the season. Chargers are not a good team. So I'm going to add a couple of things to what you've all, all three of you said. The first thing's first. There were quite a few Chargers fans that made that trip to Houston from all over the States, by all accounts. Okay. Based on what we saw, and I did tweet this out, and I tweeted to the Chargers. I was very, very polite because I'm a Chargers fan. The Chargers should have reimbursed all those fans that made their way to Houston. It was Christmas period. You know, people sacrificed money and time to get to that um, game. And I've often said with the soccer team that Bez and I support, if the team put as much effort in as, as, as the fans did to get to the game, they would be a lot more productive on the on the field that's the first one second one way way back before week one we said we're not going to know what the charges are until mid-season we've got a good sample size now of what the charges are after all but two games left there's holes all over this roster the fact that mike williams went down with covid he was in covid protocol because he's not had his inoculations he got a lot of grief for that on twitter I don't agree because we've had plenty of time to fix this. We shouldn't have been in the position that we find ourselves in. Kansas City were way behind us in the division. They took their chance. They got hot and they've clinched the division again. We had, we then had the wild card spots in our grasp. We let that go. That's unacceptable. Tom Telesco has got to sort himself out. We need to spend the money in free agency. We don't need a hundred million salary cap. Spend the frigging money. Get the players in that's going to improve this roster. He's got to start picking well outside the second and third round. You look at the 2020 draft, garbage. Other than Herbert, it was absolutely garbage. Kenneth Murray, I don't know what's going on. I do not know what's going on with that man. But he is not what we need right now. It's going to take a miracle for him to turn it around in pre-season. Well, in the off-season and then pre-season heading into 2022. Mike Williams, we need to re-sign, in my opinion, because we've got too many gaps to fill on the roster. It's not as if we're looking for three or four skilled players. We're looking for players all over the place. Dan's already mentioned the, the, the fact we, we should really be after a, a wide-out in the first or second round. Okay, to that end, forget about it. Let's just get Mike Williams and then concentrate on getting the defence sorted out first, second round and then hopefully picking up an offensive lineman uh, in, in free agency. So there's so some of my takeaways. But that game was not acceptable. 
we weren't playing Dallas. We weren't playing Green Bay. We were playing Texans. No disrespect to Houston, but you're a garbage football team. And we made them look like Super Bowl champions on Sunday. That is not good. In terms of people saying derogatory things about the coaches, that's out of order. I know, I know it was only one or two people. The coaches will get things right, but they need the players to do it. There's no point in having a load of, uh, you know, there's no point in having Justin Herbert and Joey Bosa if the players around him are, are not going to get any help. You know, we could go on and on and on about this. The other thing is, we're now in a position where people are saying we don't deserve the playoffs. Whether you think we do or we don't, the point is that we had it in our grasp and we've let it go. All I want to see now, and we're going to get on to Sunday's game, I want to see the Chargers finish with a winning season. I want Staley to finish in his first season as a head coach with a winning record. Bez, anything else to add before we start yeah, talking yeah, about just, it's just, just over dramatic, mate. You know, John thinks that we're not a good football team. You know, saying it's unacceptable. Tom Tlesco has to sort it out. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not having any of this. It's his first season. There is some disappointment there, but the main bulk of it is when the good players are on the field, we are a different team to when the bad players are on the field. There is a big question mark about how we've prepared with depth this year. It's been horrific, and that is unacceptable, I agree. But if you're going to the Houston Texans, any game in the NFL, even against you know a poor team away from home, is a challenge. And if you go in missing some of your most elite players and you have got limited chances to practice with the replacements who aren't particularly good, you're going to lose, no matter who you're playing. But they Bez, knew... Houston had a quarterback we'd never even heard of. And he, he <laughs> took the opportunity, and he played well. You know, And it's really easy to play well when you're playing against Harris. Harris who's, who's yeah. yeah, Chris Harris, who's washed up. Uh, amen. I can never say, you know, never say his surname. When you're playing... Yeah, thank you. When you're playing these players that are not good enough for the NFL, whichever end of their career they're in, and you can run almost at will because the D-line's doing nothing, and you're you're just picking off space and easy passes down the field for 10, 15, 20 yards, then you're going to win. And and I think then you there is a question about Herbert and the, the, the interceptions. There is underperforming on the on the uh, offensive side, without a doubt. But he's but chasing the game a... there, I think. He's chasing the game. I don't think you put that in her. But I think he, he, so. He, trying he, to force it downfield. There's, there's yes. good plays. We, we, you know, um, I mean, look. The first, uh, okay, so if you want, if you watch that first interception, right, and, and I watched it back again, and you'll notice that basically, yes, he's definitely pushing that ball down the field where he shouldn't. Uh, the receiver could have done a better job of getting to the ball. That's one thing. Uh, again, I'm not not I'm not saying it wasn't Herbert's fault. It's Herbert's fault. Should not have thrown that ball. 100. percent Palmer, yeah. Palmer should have done better. Palmer, Palmer should have done a better job getting to the ball and breaking his route the right way. Number two, if you look at the actual route itself, pause it about two seconds after three five seconds after the snap. You'll see you've got multiple guys on deep routes. You have nobody in the flat. You have nobody running short. So basically, Lombardi said, "Fuck you, throw it deep." Right? His only option was either throw it deep or you know tuck it and and run or whatever, right? Tucking and run was the right choice. Throwing it away would have been the right choice, not forcing the ball down the field. So in my opinion, I think he's he was he was pushing it because he felt like the defense was not doing its job. And obviously they had they had trouble already scoring touchdowns. So he was pushing it. Uh I, I don't think it was a good play call. I think there should have been Eckler or somebody, a tight end, somebody should have leaked out to the flat for a little one or two yard dump off. And actually if they had, they probably would have been pretty wide open. 
Um, maybe not Jared Cook, because as we get to the second interception, <laughs> that second interception is on Jared Cook. Yet again, Jared Cook being useless. I hate Jared Cook. I'm sorry. Everyone wants to defend him. Oh, well, look how well he's done with his number. First of all, he's got a ton of bad drops. Number two, he's got a bunch of plays where he's just not paying attention. The ball's coming his way. And he's like, oh, you were throwing it to me? I didn't realize it was my job to try to catch it. Uh, he runs routes lazy. Um, and honestly, people are like, well, look at his stats. I'm like, I, I know. It's not about his stats. It's about watching him play. There's nothing Jared Cook is doing on that field that any replacement level tight end couldn't be doing. Okay. He's a waste, but he's doing bad things that other replacement levels wouldn't do. He is a waste of time and money. And he is a direct, it is his direct fault, in my opinion, that that, that pick six happened. Yes, Herbert was trying to push it to him, but he should have been paying attention. He should have been running his route properly. So I'm sorry. Jared Cook has to go. I cannot stand another second of seeing Jared Cook on that field. Honestly, I hate to wish injury on anybody, but, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> um, I just I just want to jump in there and um, go back to Bez talking about having the, the backups. And if you're going up against backups, you're going to win. Um should these backups even be on the team? Should we not have found better players? I mean, you look at, I wrote about Tom Telesco a year, a year ago, year and a half ago, say there are five GMs who have been in their job longer than Tom Telesco. None of them have a losing record. Tom Telesco does. Tom Telesco teams GM'd by Tom Telesco are 66 and 75. As of now, he's, he's, not uh, done well. How many divisions? That's, that's a big indictment, to be fair. It, it is. And look, we, we, we're not here to, um, you know, rip the team to bits, but I think we... we I'm here to, to rip Telesco to bits. Well, yeah. What I'm saying is we, we, we need Keep to be honest. Forward. We need to be honest. And, and Dan, you bring up a brilliant point there. And John, you do. How many divisional titles has he won? None. John, you've been saying this for a long time, and I don't think any of us are listening. Outside of the first or second round, um, his, his draft picks are generally not that good. Um, he's, he's got to be yeah. in the hot seat. He has to be on the hot seat. He needs. To, and this is the problem. You want to talk about depth? Depth is not about signing unrestricted free agents. It's not about signing you know older free agents and then pushing your rookies as backup. It, it's about making good, solid draft picks in rounds three through seven and finding guys who can be capable backups. I don't expect you like I'm not going to judge Tom Telesco because he hasn't found an absolute star in round four. That's fine. I don't need that. Yes, it happens, but it's pretty, it's really hard to do, okay? What I want are usable players in the fourth through seventh rounds. He has he has yet to find anybody in the rounds four through seven who's even really usable. I mean, honestly, I I, I highly... Drew, Drew Tranquil is being... Drew Tranquil, okay. Tranquil, fine. Fine, one in nine years, okay? My point is, he does not... I don't think he's either him or his scouts are not good talent evaluators. Every time he's been in like a top eight pick and he's had his choice of top talent, sure, he picks a good pick. Yeah, yeah, Rashawn Slater fell in his lap. Joey Bosa fell in his lap. Derby James fell in his lap. Justin <laughs> Herbert fell in his lap. And again, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm going to give him credit because he had to make the pick, right? He could have not taken Derwin James like everybody else was doing. He could have said, you know what? I don't like Joey Bosa. But when he's had his chance to say, hey, I'm making this pick and I'm going to trade up or I'm going to make sure I get this guy like Mike Williams, like Kenneth Murray. Who else did he trade up for? It wasn't a first round trade, but who who did he trade for up in the second round? He had to have, had to have him. Lynchman for the defense. Manti Teo. Yes. <laughs> All right. So my point is, when he had, oh, and who else did he make a big swing for in the third round? Thinking this dude's got talent. I got to have this guy. I'm going to overdraft him in round three. Trey Pipkins. Okay. So every time he's overdrafted somebody Ooh. or traded up 
or made like an aggressive pick, awful. Okay. And what happens when he's drafting towards the end of the of the draft, right? Uh Jerry Tillery. Um oh my god, now I can't the other offensive tackle who's awful from from Alabama. Why can't I think his name? Uh, Lamp. No, 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 no. First round. No. Uh, DJ Fluker? DJ Fluker, yeah, sorry. I not of Fluker's name. I'm sorry. Yeah, DJ Fluker, right? So if he's not drafting in the top 10 picks, guess what? I mean, even then, you still got Mike Williams, who I think has been, in my opinion, for where we drafted him, that is not that has not worked out. I'm sorry, has not. Anyways, um, that could be debatable, but every time he's outside of the top 10 in picks, he swings and misses. Every time he's he goes up and moves up to get a guy, he misses. And we're like, oh, he drafted Asante Samuel in round two. Yeah, because he was the best talent there, right? If he really thought Asante Samuel was going to be this good, why didn't he trade up to make sure he got him? Because there were a lot of teams who needed cornerbacks before them in round two. No, he got he sat there and waited and got lucky Samuel fell in his lap. All right. Show me when he's been aggressive and he's jumped up and said, this is my guy. Right. Show me when he's been aggressive and it's worked out because I have yet to see it. Did he dry up for a tout to shoe? Was that him? Uh, Jeremiah a tout shoe. Yes. Was he, I mean, was he a trainer? He might have been. Yeah. I seem to remember. I mean, there's a, 2014. There's, I mean, if, if you look forward to 2022, it's plausible that the Chargers could just draft defensive players from rounds one all the way through. Am I right in saying that the Raiders did that predominantly with, with, with their draft picks this year and it hasn't really worked out for them? But we've got after a couple of years ago and it yes. worked. It's worked eventually. It has worked. They've got a solid defense. Even though they lost half of them to Buffalo, <laughs> in my opinion, we're gonna have to be super aggressive and try and make some trades and trade up to get the best players available, or we're gonna have to be quite fortunate to get to get the right personnel in. I mean, Joe makes a point of saying, "Have we got the right positional coaching in place to prepare the depth?" If you haven't got the ability, there's no. You can have all the coaches in the world, but those players are, are not going to step up. The NFL. Is a lottery. Some players come from the uh, undrafted free agency, the likes of um, um, Austin Eckler um, and our man number eighty-five. You know, a brilliant, brilliant tight end. But it, it's it's few and far between, and it, it's trying to it's how we go about making sure that we snatch the uh, the next Antonio Gates because we've got to start looking. At winning a division in the next two years with the likes of Keen Allen around because he's not getting any younger. Uh, and we don't have to. Contract is going to run out, guys. Urge, this yes, is, this is the big thing. We're two years into Herbert's rookie deal. Okay, that's fine. Next year, year three and year four are the pivotal years. Those are the last two years that he's super affordable. Technically, by market standards, his fifth year that we're going to obviously pick up. Like they've, they've already picked it up. If they could, they would have. Right, that fifth year is still going to be a discount. It's going to be a ma- it's going to be a big jump from his other his other four years, but it'll be a big discount still. So we technically have three discount years. But the next two years, we have an all, an elite all uh, all pro Pro Bowl starting quarterback on a super cheap rookie deal. We need to capitalize, right? And yeah, it, it, it the well, window, how much money we got to spend, John? Next yeah. year is the window yeah. seventy two yeah. million, but you get not totally seventy two million because you got to bring back some guys, right? So, but still. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's and then the window it, opens. anyone saying Devontae Adams already yet? Yes, I already said that. Devontae Adams, hundred percent. Derwin James is getting paid next year, isn't he? Yeah. Well, they got to pay Derwin James. I would. I would not be surprised if the first contract we see after in the off season is Derwin James um, getting a long term deal. I think they lock him up. Sadly, I think they also lock up Mike Williams. 
Um, hopefully not to something too expensive. But. No, no, but John, I think I think we have to based on what we need. We, we're chasing too many rabbits, unfortunately. Oh, I, uh, I agree. I agree. You, you can't. But, uh, you, but again, you, know, the more, you pay Drew when you pay Mike Williams that seventy-two million that everyone keeps talking about. That disappears real quick. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There's yeah. other guys. I mean, you got to figure out your your nose tackle, right? Linval Joseph. He's doing another contract. He's old. Like yeah, I love yeah. Lin. I've, I've been an advocate of that signing since day one. You know this. Since yeah, day but one on the podcast, sly, he, has, he hasn't been great the last few weeks for me. After, in particular, after, after this game, he went I out think. with COVID, after he went out with COVID, he has not been the same player, nope. and he's older, right? Can he recover from that? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I mean, I've always said Telesco. When you sign guys who are thirty plus years old, guess what? All it takes is one major injury, and they're done for their for their career. So here's a conundrum: Justin Jones, can we trust him to stay healthy? No. Mm. Then who then what, is Jerry Tillery going to be our nose tackle? He can't. He's too small. He's too we're small. Gonna have, we're going to have Jerry Tillery and then freaking and then Kenneth Murray, the most undersized de- a defensive line in the league. Come on. The, the, right. This is the conundrum that the front office finds themselves in. They're going to be chasing agents, saying we want your players. They know that we're desperate. They're going to start saying, hand out, hand over your money, or we're not even going to talk to you. And that's the position that we find ourselves in. And, and that's frustrating. Okay. We're, we're going to need to, fi- in, in my opinion, we're going, to, we're going to be picking up some some players in free agency on the wrong side of 30 because. Well, so let's go all the stars. Yes. I've already, I've already, I've already, started, I've already put in a pre-order for my Akeem next jersey. <laughs> Thirty-plus-year-old coming off injury, probably signs a cheap, uh, prove-it deal. That is the that's got Telesco written all over it. So Akeem Nix. Do you think? I think. I mean, I mean, it's a perfect Telesco pick. I just, I just nailed it. Right, thirty-plus-year-old, injury history, coming off a down year, probably going to sign a prove-it deal. That's that is that is the Tom Telesco signing. Like that is his mantra. Like seventy five percent of his signings are that is that that exact player. I mean, is he is he bringing Dustin Hopkins back next year, guys? Do we think that's another issue that we've got to fix if he doesn't come back? Because maybe, maybe. I don't. I, mean, I, don't I, see... I don't see a lot of teams spending a lot of money to try to get Dustin Hopkins away from us. So I'm pretty no, sure he brings. No, him back. but the point I'm making is, if we don't bring him back, it's something else that we've got to go. Another position that we've got to go no, and find. We've got, we've got to get on the practice squad. Don't worry about it. Levis back from COVID, is he now? Oh dear. Yeah. Anyway, look, he's our emergency. Kick. Hey, he, 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 if, if Hopkins doesn't come off the COVID list, Viz is going to be kicking this weekend. So let, let's go. Let's Fourth go around the room City. then. What, what are we? What we think? Obviously, we want the Chargers to win every game. Are yes, we thinking indeed. now that we, we obviously Miami at number number seven at the minute? They play Tennessee ten and five and New England nine and six. I would argue that they're going to lose both those games. But I mean, we at the very least, New England. We, we've got to we've got to beat the Raiders or well, the Broncos first, and then the Raiders. That puts us in a conundrum. If we win those two games and we get that seventh wild card spot, we go into the playoffs. Great, that's good for the front franchise. We're then in no man's land in the first round pick again, like we have been in previous years. What are we thinking, guys? Are we thinking that we can go on a run and get lucky and get into the playoffs? Or are we just happy and content to end the season with a winning record and look forward to draft Dan? Um, I, I think there, there's always a chance that we could go on a run. We've got talented players. It's just getting them all in a position where they can succeed at the same time. And that could happen. Uh, I'd much rather see us finish nine and seven, uh, ten and seven. Yeah. 
um, or nine, nine and eight. Uh, I'd like to see us finish with a winning record. It just doesn't feel like the kind of thing the Chargers do, and it would be nice to have that. Um, I, I, there, are, there are always players in the middle of the first round that end up being great. We just need someone who can find them and pick them. Bez? Do you know what? All right, maybe I'm, I'm by myself on this one, but I'm going to throw it out there and be controversial. I don't get excited unless we're an amazing team. The NFL is becoming more and more a, a sport where the each year teams excel, those teams surge to the playoffs, those teams play each other in the Super Bowl. It's less about the underdog. Underdogs get into the playoffs, maybe get a win, and then they don't get to the Super Bowl. And they certainly ain't winning the whole thing. The Chargers aren't ready. The Chargers are not a Super Bowl winning team this year. So why do I want them in the playoffs? Just just get me a better draft pick. Lose the last two games, get a better draft pick. I don't like losing games. I like going on runs. I like setting yeah. records. I like, But I'm not excited. If we get in the playoffs and we, limp, we win two games against poor divisional rivals and we get in... We're not going deep, guys. Come on, I'm not trying to be negative. We, we no, know no, no, we're no. not. Bez, I'm with you. I don't. I don't want to go to the playoffs and get embarrassed on primetime TV because we've already been embarrassed. And, and there's this, this. I'm sick of hearing this from outside. They're going, oh, Chargers, just chokers, 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 because they'll just keep they'll just keep heaping that on us. You know, we shouldn't really matter what the outsiders think. It's all about us and our team. John, what's your thoughts? Um, I'm going to go the opposite way here, guys. I've got my blue jersey on. I got my <laughs> SoCal hat on. So this is my positivity outfit. I'm feeling positive. I really do. Yeah, I do. What does that sound? You hear that? Is that? It's the bell of playoff spirit. And if you can hear the bell of playoff spirit, <laughs> then you believe. You believe in the playoffs. I'm telling you right now, the, the upcoming schedule is our golden ticket. A Let's genuine, a genuine ticket to ride, my friends. Genuine. <laughs> okay. The Chargers have two winnable games. And I know I've said this before, right? Texans is a winnable game. They've got two winnable games. They've got Drew Locke coming up and a decimated by COVID Broncos team who's canceled practice today with, uh, with a report that at least five more players are going on the COVID list. Who they are, I don't know. Hopefully Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Uh, I mean, but then again, the backup, you know, their water boy is going to come in and, and rush for a thousand yards against us, but whatever. Um, but I think they can beat the Broncos because they're not in mile high. I think I've said it all along. The game in mile high was a dangerous game and I felt they were going to lose. Thank you, Hannah. Smartest one in that household for sure. And then the Raider game, the Raiders <laughs> are falling apart. They're literally falling yeah. apart. They barely beat a Browns team that was decimated by, by uh, COVID, like barely beat the third string Browns, right? I see them losing this week. I really do, which means they're out of the playoffs. So I can see an out of the playoffs team in Las Vegas without a head coach, and I can see us going in there beating them. We run the table. Okay, we still need help, right? The Finns, we already talked about. The Dolphins, I don't believe, went out. They've got a tough schedule ahead. I think that they don't win out. We also need Baltimore to lose a game. I think uh, another game, I believe. I do think Baltimore loses another game. They've got to play the Bengals, and they've got to play uh, – who are they playing this week? They've got another tough one this week, I think, right? Uh, uh, they play Kansas City uh, – Bengals play Kansas City and Cleveland. Well, to, no, to uh, the oh, Ravens. Sorry. The Ravens. Uh, I think, well, actually, I guess we're ahead of them, too. I guess it's – I think we, we need are, the Ravens are, to lose. We are ahead of the Ravens, yes. Yeah, but, but they, I'm not but sure they the look, Ravens play. They look like they're full of – Oh, they play the Rams. 
That's right. The Rams, got, yeah, play the Rams, the Rams this weekend, and then and they play the Bengals or no? They play the Steelers. No. They play somebody. I know. I know the Ravens yeah. have got more uh, COVID nineteen listers than any other team in the NFL. Yeah. I believe so. And then that's our two main Raiders, Ravens, and Dolphins are the three teams that are realistically going to be our biggest competition going forward. Okay, because um, because we play the Raiders again. And then the Dolphins are ahead of us currently. But again, like we said, Titans, um, Patriots, I see them losing one of those games. I see the Ravens probably with decimated by injury. I see the Ravens losing to the Rams this weekend. So that happens. Chargers win. Guess what? We're back in the driver's seat. So I believe, I have hope, I believe this team makes the playoffs. I also think that's the best thing for this team. Now, do I think we're probably going to end up getting decimated in the first round of the playoffs? Probably. I mean, we hey. Do you remember the game against Baltimore, though? We yep. were not. We were heavy underdogs. We came in, won that game. There's yep. nothing saying we can't come in with the right matchup and win a playoff game, right? That would be great. I'd love to see it. Oh, I reckon on our day we can beat anybody. In exactly. A if, if, we we don't get healthy, it, no. if we can get healthy, if we can get healthy, great, right? I don't think we're making a run. That's fine. But I think it's important we make the playoffs. Why is that? We have a, a, a Pro Bowl quarterback. We have cap space. We've got a team that just made the playoffs. And we have a young head coach that took a team from a top six or seven pick last year to the playoffs in one year. Who's got a lot of hype behind him, right? Who's got a lot of growing he thinks he can do, right? You add all those in, that becomes a desirable location for free agencies. You talked about it before. Free agents will say, oh, I want to win. I want to contend, right? But at the end of the day, it's all about the almighty dollar, okay? But if they are getting basically similar offers between a team that is on the arrow pointing up, and a team that's on the arrow pointing down, they're basically going to say, look, bad team. You want me? You got to pay more than the good team. Otherwise, I'm going to the good team, right? You got to overpay me. If we miss the playoffs, I think we're going to end up having to overplay players. If we make the playoffs, I think all of the positivity around the Chargers, all of that will make us a more desirable location for people to sign. Additionally, living in L.A., not a bad not a bad place to live. Well, at least in Orange County where all the players live, not in L.A. for us. Um It'd be like living out somewhere in, I don't know, Brighton or whatever. Correct. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but <laughs> the dodgy into Watford, I don't know. Um, That's not far from me, steady. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, so I, I think that it's important that they make the playoffs, not because I think they're going to make a run, not because I think it's, you know, and I, I think it, one, it gives the team confidence. Two, it gives the team swagger in negotiations with good players and say, look, we're on the up arrow. We're about to be a contender, right? We made the playoffs this year. That's our baseline for next year. Next year, we're making a run in the playoffs. Maybe not the Super Bowl, but we're making a run, okay? Come with us. Devontae Adams, come sign with us, okay? This is where you want to be, all right? So I think it is – not only do I think it's definitely a real possibility, and I think they have the momentum, I have the belief we're going to make the playoffs, but I also think it's important to them because it will help them in attracting the right free agents in this really, really important offseason of 2022. Yeah, and, and I think – I, believe... I can't hear anything. What is that bell broken? I can hear nothing. Yeah, yeah it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. You don't hear the bell. I think the frustrating thing is we, we've we've fixed the hardest position in the NFL, which is quarterback. That's a fact. Herbert is outstanding. There's that. that there's no taking that away. But the division this season's irritated me because we, we've just handed it to the Chiefs. They, we just handed it. I don't know. I think they had a poor start. Their defense was horrific, 
and then you know, they've they've upped their game and they've become the Chiefs of old. Not quite as good, but I think it was it was theirs to lose, and and you know they they have come through and won it as I would expect them to do. They underperformed, but they're all right. I still believe that we'll finish the divi- finish with a divisional record of four and two. And yes, we can beat the Broncos, and yes, we can beat the Raiders. But we also said that we would have beaten uh, Texas on Sunday. So I still think there's going to be some twists and turns before this season ends. Not just for the Chargers, but uh, as a whole, um, we just got to pray now. I mean, Bez, I think you put out before uh, we went live on air. There's another four or five added to the COVID. List with another three or four coming off. Uh, yes. Joey Bosa's Bosa's back. back. Guyton's back. Storm yeah, Norton's in COVID protocol. So there's going to be some changes of the offensive line again. Don't worry. Pipkins is healthy. He's ready no, to go. Not. I don't no, think damn it. He's covered this still. Oh, uh, well, we're definitely going to lose that, aren't we? Is, I think it's Schofield maybe plays right tackle. I don't know. Is, is it bad that I uh, saw that um, Murray was... was was yeah, un- yeah, no unhealthy loss. and celebrating. No, loss. <laughs> no, no loss. That I mean, Murray was was terrible. I think can somebody I think can, can someone give a hug to Tillery too, please. He he. Um, I think Murray had two tackles. He finished with two tackles against uh, Texas. But bearing in mind the Texans, the the Texans gave up twenty five sacks in ten games against Miles Davis, and we registered one. Artillery got in there, and that was it. And I do not want to hear the term K9 ever again. It's banned. Verboten. Well, I mean, it makes sense because he was on a leash the entire game. Mm. More like Dude. Pussycat rather than K9. It, it, look, it's, I think it's, Cats would have put on a bigger, bitter fight out there. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, what's what's worrying us about Denver, Dan? Are they going to run up 200 yards on the ground again? If they've got running backs, definitely. If they haven't got running backs... Maybe not 200, but 150. Um, <laughs> but that's it. Like, I, I I just remember Drew Locke, was it, dancing on the sideline? Yeah. I just, yeah. hopefully that image has been drilled into all of these players saying, do not let this happen. This was embarrassing. This cannot happen again. Um, I'm, I'm fairly positive for this game. I don't, I don't really have anything that's terrifying me um because can it be worse like maybe if so cool that'd be interesting to see i don't want to see it but called the ravens game did you not watch the ravens game oh yeah true true last year's patriots game (laughs) that was the worst game i mean obviously the texans game was the worst loss because at least the ravens were mostly healthy against us and they were a good team at the time. Um, the Texans were just a bad team, and they were healthy. So that's what makes us a worse loss, for sure. Bez, anything you worried about with, with with Denver this Sunday? I'm just looking forward to us getting back and being a great team. We're, we're, we're Jekyll and Hyde. This will probably be Jekyll. Um, maybe a bit of Hyde thrown in, and we will come through the victory before embarrassing ourselves against the Raiders. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I just want—I just really want to see some pass rush. I don't want to see Drew Locke with tons of time connecting. Nope. You know, Bose nope. is the, the critical part here. So uh, let's get Bose and Derwin James on the field because I swear to God, it is an emergency. Staley, it is. It really it is. is. John, um, I'm not so much afraid of the Broncos as I'm afraid of the Chargers because I think that much like this Texans game. I don't think it's the Broncos that'll be 
beat us this weekend. I think it'll be ourselves, us beating ourselves. So, um, you know, I'm going to be there. I'm going to hopefully not be throwing my hat onto the field because, as you can see, I do have a lot of them, but I love them all. Um, so I'm hopefully not going to be throwing any of my gear onto the field and in disgust after a loss. So I, I feel positive. I think they're going to win. But honestly, it's about them not losing at this point. It's about them not losing. And I think part of the problem against Houston was that it honestly felt like that Staley got super conservative because like, oh, we're better than this team. We're going to win. We can play conservative and be fine. And I think that bit them in the ass. And I'm hoping that was a lesson, right? Here's a great thing. I think Staley is a smart guy, and I think he learns his lessons. So what I really think is that every loss, every bad loss this year, I think Staley's learned something. And I think he's he's getting better from it. So this is my positivity. This is what I'm bringing in from uh, for the rest of the season and into 2022 is that Staley is paying attention. He's watching the film, and he's he's learning and he's taking notes and going, okay, this worked, this didn't, this was a mistake, won't happen again. Staley seems like the kind of guy that makes a mistake once and says, okay, I figured that out, not happening again. Okay, so um, I, I think they come out ready to go. And this, you know, I, I don't know if we're ready for the time of predictions, but my prediction might be a little spicy. One thing we haven't spoke about with, with the Houston game, something I want to see an improvement on going into sun, uh, Sunday's game, is exactly. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen didn't get a whole lot of uh, pr uh, production, did he, against Houston? W why do we think that was? Any any particular reason, guys? Any, can anybody put a finger on it? I just think that the game plan... Uh, the way the defense was was showing, I think they were, um, I think they were really shadowing Keenan. I think they always had someone spying him. Besides his his uh, natural defender, I think they always had someone kind of near him. I think they were prepared uh, for most of the routes that he ran. So I just don't think that it was necessarily the right read. I think reading elsewhere was the right read. Um, it just didn't quite work out. Yeah, I mean, four four receptions, thirty four yards. Not what we come to expect from uh, from Keenan. So let's hope that. That turns around, and then obviously, if we can keep uh, Justin Jackson healthy, you know he had 98 yards receiving, um, 64 yards rushing. Staying healthy is his problem. So let's let's see how that uh, translates on Sunday. on Sunday. Come on, predictions, Dan. Um, uh, let's go 27-17 charges. Like it, like it, Bez. 20, 24-21 charges. It's not going to be a nice game. We'll get over the line just. Okay, cool. John? I think that they go in, and I think they serve all of the Bolt fam a wonderful Christmas and New Year's treat. I do. I really do. I think it's going to be 34-17 to 17 chargers, and I don't even think it's that close. I think that last touchdown, it comes in, in garbage time. 34-17, I think they throttle them. I think they say, look, which what happened in Denver was a mistake. What happened last week was a mistake. I think Staley's going to come firing. I think Lombardi's going to come out firing. None of this conservative garbage. I think fourth and Staley comes back out this game. I think it's a big win. I think they just dominate, and I think they show everybody, look, it is a Jekyll game. It is a game where they come out and they look masterful and they look like a team who can beat everybody. That's fair enough. I've got us down as 24 17. Um, I'm not I'm not overly confident it's gonna be a high scoring game. Um, I think that defeat against Houston may have affected one or two in, in terms of their confidence. 
But uh, we need to get off to a, a great start. And I think we need to score on the opening drive because that's been a problem the last last few weeks. So hopefully we can pick up our ninth win of the season and then get ready for 2022 and uh, our final game against the Raiders. Before we finish, just a quick um, pay our respects to John Madden. Obviously, the late John Madden passed away this week. Um, massive name within uh, within the game. I think most people in the UK would have heard of John Madden before they would have heard of uh, anybody else uh, in the game. So, uh, sad loss for the football community. And despite the fact that he won the Super Bowl in 1977 with the Raiders, um, our, all our thoughts go out to everyone that's, uh, that was, was close to uh, John Madden. That's it, guys. That's all we've got time for for 2021. Thank you for everyone for tuning in. We'll be back next week when hopefully we're talking about a Chargers win um, and we're not ripping the uh, team to shreds. Um, it's going to boil down to execution, guys. Let's just hope that Herbert can sling it. Hopefully that uh, we'll, we'll get some uh, run defence going. I'm not overly optimistic, but whatever Herbert's got the football in his hands, we've always got a chance of winning the game. That's it for now, guys. Any final thoughts? Felice and your Believe. Believe. Happy New Year, guys. Believe. And we'll see you in 2022.